I also never said I was tired, man. I'm two cups of coffee deep. I'm wired. I'm just kicking by. I'll wait here for you to figure out just what life is to you now. Some of the guys talked to Bachelor. I'm your host, Drew Baker. Saturday morning brunch edition with me again this week is Mr. Grant Pitt. Grant, how are you? Fantastic. I love the the morning energy. Had a nice breakfast, some coffee, ready to talk to Bachelor. Yeah, I had a nice lunch because it is almost noon, but you do get an extra hour on us. And your breakfast sounds way better than what I ate for lunch, although my lunch wasn't bad. For the record, I, I made my breakfast at like 9 30, 10 in the morning. We're just we've been hanging out before we started recording. Yeah, we did get to vibe a little bit. It's good to it's good to see your face. It's always good to chat. We don't need the rest of the crew. We we have each other. That's what exactly. I've learned. We got some feedback from our own crew that the the two person format might work pretty well. I don't know. I think that was just a cop out for John so he doesn't have to commit. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds way more likely. Uh, Grant, how's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty solid. It's uh, a little cold here, a little chilly. Yeah. You know, single and double digits only. I feel like all my friends who live not in Florida and not in Georgia have had really cold weather, including even my friends in Texas have had ice and snow. But Georgia has just been gross. It's been like raining for like five or six straight days it's gonna rain for another four or five more and it's just bleh outside yeah texas is uh there was a pretty gnarly uh like highway pile up there because of the ice that killed a yeah. bunch of people well great way to start the episode yeah <laughs> it's the kind of energy we like to bring here on some of the guys talk the bachelor and uh <laughs> this week on some of the guys talk weather disasters <laughs> well grant speaking of car crashes let's get into this week's episode and that is what we in the biz call a transition. All right. Um, so we start we start this week with where I was. I, I will admit, Grant, listening or reflecting on last week's episode when you were talking about MJ and Jacinia at the very end of the episode and how they got pulled aside. My eyes were like completely glazed over. I was like, what is this man talking about? And then watching this week's episode and just where it starts there. And I'm like, oh, that's what he meant. So, wait, you had forgotten about it happening? Because it definitely happened at the end of last episode. I just or did not. did you stop watching before that showed up? No, like... I watched the entirety of last week's episode. But I think, I mean, my emotional energy had so entirely been put into Anna and Victoria leaving that I think for the remainder of the entirety of the episode, I was texting and reading tweets about Victoria and Anna leaving. That by the very end of the episode... Because, you know, I mean, you've been watching the show, you know, like the last 15 minutes, last half hour of every episode, I feel like is usually kind of a drag. Um, yeah, unless, it's like, normally like 30 minutes of teaser trailer for the future. Episodes. Yeah, it's like it's building up to something and clearly it was building up to this week for this conversation with Matt, MJ and Jacinia to happen in the, the, the two on one. But uh, 
last week I was just completely glazed over. And then this week I was like, oh yeah, that's that, that's the thing he was talking about. But, um, so yeah, we get, uh, get MJ and Jacinia and Jacinia is confronting MJ about all the mean things she said. And MJ, like any other villain we've seen on this year's season denies that it happened entirely. It's a, it's clearly a mistake. She would never do something like that. She wouldn't just like, go be mean to people it's not like there's video evidence of any of this happening so Jacinia can't prove shit anyway well 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 if it isn't the consequences <laughs> we, of my actions we, can't, we either need to get like sound effects where we can like slap a button and hit have that played or we just like it i mean the same way i used to joke about like podcasting being a visual medium this is the joke of this year's uh bachelor season that i like this joke better because it's a little less uh overused by literally every goddamn <laughs> podcast ever made a little less navel gazing a little less meta but uh yeah so mj and jacinia it's um <laughs> it's kind of funny that this keeps happening where someone on the show is accused of being a bad person and that person will accuse them and then say literally everyone else is aware of this everyone's seen it and some other people have even participated in it and we are now on like week three of matt pulling people individually to talk to them one-on-one about their action rather than just going to the entire girls and say hey did this thing happen did mj bully all of you okay yes okay great mj can i walk you out on, I mean, on one hand it's like at first, my my thought process was like, oh, Matt's doing the responsible adult thing by addressing this in a, you know, one on one format. But then, like the way you just described it, made me realize like maybe he's just copping out of having to deal with like a short burst of just insanity. Because like if he were to sit down, if he were to like literally get everyone in one room and just say, okay, let's get it all out, like shit would pop off. But he would probably get everything sorted out in like an hour. Yeah, I. It's like, would it make for bad TV? Yes, I mean the whole thing would, would no, be over in a few weeks. I think it would make weeks. for very, very good TV. It would make for but you one wouldn't be able good to draw it out. Yeah, it as would make long. for one good episode, and then we would be straight to like the final four, which. I don't know. Maybe that's all a quarantine season really deserves and really needs instead of just women watching women slowly go insane as if they were in The Shining and just no, being I think awful what to each other. A quarantine season really needs. We'll get into this later, but it's more people being thrown at the show halfway through the season. I think that's what this needs. Oh, we'll get to that in just a second. But yeah, so. Matt, Matt talks to MJ. MJ is losing her absolute mind saying, this isn't me. I'm not this bad person. I can't believe I was accused of doing this. And Jacinia, because she is not a liar, is able to very calmly and succinctly talk to Matt about specific examples of MJ's meanness and all the things that have been happening behind the scenes with all the girls. So... Matt pulls them both together, grabs the rose, tells MJ they have undeniable chemistry, which like, okay, but ultimately says that MJ cannot continue this journey with him and walks her out. 
and Jacinia has a look of very like relief and satisfaction on her face. And MJ gets in the car and continues the plot as all the girls have that they man, I'm just I can't I'm not the person they all say I am. And I very much look forward to the women's tell all when they're confronted with video evidence of <laughs> their own behavior. Yeah, I think you uh, you pointed this out to me over text when we were watching the episode, but it's very much like the scene from SpongeBob where Patrick is trying to give Man Ray's wallet back. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is you on the ID, right? Yeah, so this is your driver's license. Yeah, and it was in this wallet. Makes sense. So it's your wallet. Couldn't be. That's exactly what it's like. So you told all the new girls that they're not shit and that the old girls are better, right? It's like, yeah. So you bully the new girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bully. Uh, so Jacinia joins the other women. And oh my God, the, the power play of the week was all these women being dolled up for a cocktail party that Matt, this was supposed to be the first thing that happened before a cocktail party. And Matt so emotionally drained from having to kick a bully off the show cancels the cocktail party and sends them straight to a rose ceremony which i think is so dumb because it's like oh man i just had a shitty experience rather than you know calm down by i don't know sharing drinks with plenty of like beautiful women who are like super into me i'm just gonna go right to like the stressful part so i can just be more stressed I want to have this awful experience of, yeah, having to be a high school guidance counselor and then go straight into having more women be mad at me because I'm ultimately going to cut a few of them from the show. But after this announcement, (laughs) we get Serena throws back her drinks and just decide, well, MJ's gone. So some (laughs) MJ's gone and Anna's gone and Victoria's gone. So someone's got to be the bad girl now. And I'm just going to blame Katie because this is all her fault because Katie, who didn't even use names when she was alerting Matt to the bullying that was going on to the show is just clearly the problem and the reason why none of these girls are getting to spend any time with Matt. And Katie wanting to let Matt know of all the bullying going on proves that Katie is somehow or somehow proves that Katie is not here for the right reasons. The, the logic is incredibly hard to follow <laughs> from you, Serena C's perspective. Not the you way need you charts for it. this shit. Not the way you explained it, but just it's it's a lot of mental gymnastics to get to like to, like plugging in plugging in all the data and and spitting out the result. I need to just fucking go after this girl. That's the next best thing to do. <laughs> She like, threw that. Hey, everyone just got kicked off the show for being mean to people. Let me just start screaming at this girl out of nowhere. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, Serena, Serena threw her wine back and chose violence. So they, they ultimately would have a confrontation again later, which I think for the third week in a row really just keyed in on I don't know why people keep trying to come for Katie. And that, not that, like, I get that dramatic people are going to be dramatic, but Katie has all three times successfully held her own and just not back down from anyone trying to 
make her seem like the villain or make her apologize for something that someone else did. But dude, someone definitely like brought up like brought up the uh dildo thing again. And the way they they were like attacking Katie for it, they're like, she shows up just all comfortable with her sexuality. And I'm like, wait, that's a bad thing. <laughs> like she should be ashamed of herself. And I'm like, ah that ain't it, Chief. Like of all the of all the reasons to go after like people, it's like Here's like one totally harmless quality about this person. Let's say it's bad. It's they they find yeah, it's it's wild. Let's uh let's move on in the rose ceremony. Let's just do recap it really quick. So Serena P, Michelle, Piper, Bree, Chelsea, Katie, and Serena C all get roses in addition to Rachel had the rose from last week and Abigail had the rose from last week. Correct. We're not missing anybody. So, um, yeah, so we're getting down to, as Chris Harrison would inform all the women, we're getting pretty close to hometowns and fantasy suites. I think there's about, I think that leaves eight or nine women left on the show as at this point. So we're a few weeks, few weeks away from that happening. But uh, Serena C. picked. This is what we were talking about when Serena C. takes the opportunity to further try to talk to Katie. And her, yeah, again, her logic is that Katie told Matt about us being mean. So she's not here for the right reasons because clearly she's only here to, like, bring other women down, which... Grant, as you said, so succinctly put, is probably a perfect floor routine on the mental gymnastics. Uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10. She <laughs> stuck the landing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they they talk about it. It does not end well for Serena. I don't, I, not that it really, it's not that it ends poorly for either of them, but like Katie pretty succinctly calls it out as to why it is terrible reasoning they break apart and then Serena C immediately tries to go to all the other girls to further talk shit and say about how Katie was being completely unreasonable. And then Katie is Katie arrives and says, well, don't stop talking on my account. Um, because Katie's a baller. Uh, I like Canada can't wait for the women tell all. And, uh, potential bachelor at rumors but um yeah anything else we want to talk about on the katie and serena drama uh not really i do really respect katie because when they first like when it first got super heated like to where they were just screaming back and forth and katie walked out uh she had a great one-liner that i couldn't remember but uh it was funny because Serena C immediately goes to like the other women and starts saying like, yeah, Katie, blah, 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 blah. And Katie just fucking walks in. And she's like, you don't have to whisper. I can hear you. It just sits down right next to yeah, her. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh. uh, so uh, moving on. Uh, a few names I missed on the uh, the roses moving forward. So Kit, I, I said Rachel, but Kit, Jacinia, and Michelle also had roses in addition to Abigail and Rachel, who we already said. So... There are ten or eleven there's, women, so yeah, they're not that. Good about. Yeah, they're not it's, that it's still close. Still to the point where I can't name every single person off the top of my head. 
It's about to say we're. I mean, barring a few more rose ceremonies and a few more cuts, I'd say we're probably like two or three weeks away. I think the finale is supposed to be sometime in mid March, but well, we gotta add at least one more. Are we yeah, ready so to let, talk about that yet? Yeah, let's talk. Let's uh, use that segue. So, Heather Martin is new to the show. So, Grant, you don't have this context. I had to have it given to me by people who previously watched the show. So. Hannah Martin is best friends, or one of Hannah Brown's best friends. Heather Martin. You said Hannah Martin. Heather, sorry, Heather Martin is one of Hannah Brown's best friends. Hannah Brown was the Bachelorette three years ago, two or three years ago. She's made the one where Pilot Pete was a contestant, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Um, and. So Heather Brown, apparently behind the scenes, Hannah is trying Brown. to Hannah Brown. I'm get this is going to be awful. Hannah Brown behind the scenes was apparently trying to set Heather Martin and Matt up. And I'm sure I'm getting like details of this mixed up and wrong. But rather than do that, the normal way of like, hey, I have a really good friend that I want to introduce you to. She supposedly, uh, according to Heather Martin, said Oh, Hannah Brown told me I had to be here and I just had to meet Matt and I could not have like let this season go by without meeting him. Uh, so, there's so many things wrong with that. Where it's like, wait, you couldn't have been told this, I don't know, when it was time to apply. So to give some further depth to Heather Martin's character, and I do not mean this to shame her at all, but Heather Martin's apparently first, allegedly her first kiss ever was when she was on uh, the previous Bachelor season. And she is also apparently like super religious and like is a virgin. And Kylie was explaining this to me and my mind was just completely blown. I was like, I, if you ever want to feel like a well adjusted human being, just like read some of the things about the people who go on the show or the people who exist within like the popularity clicks of the show not just people who have been on it because i'm sure there are plenty of people yeah that's the weird thing is that i don't understand yet is that it's almost like a like a club the bachelor it's like oh everyone knows everyone else because like uh fuck what's matt's friend's name who is tyler c tyler c tyler c like tyler shows up and everyone's like oh tyler hey i'm like what is this like cheers where everyone knows your name which and i may have this completely wrong i know tyler c was on the bachelorette i don't know if Ty- i think tyler c might have been who hannah ultimately chose and then they just they broke up still at the end of or maybe tyler c was like her number three or something i really don't want to like i don't want to spend time yeah. staring we'll, at we'll these but they did they did have a relationship for a while. So that was one of the further elements that so Tyler C, who dated Hannah Brown and Matt James is Tyler C's best friend. That's why Matt James is the current bachelor rather than someone from like a previous season. They it it just it's further insane because like Grit, let me let me let me paint a scenario for you. Okay. If I had a friend who thought you were attractive and would like wanted to go on a date you lost me buddy 
would you prefer that I let you know, hey, so-and-so thinks you're cute. She wanted me to give you her number. Y'all should, like, go grab dinner sometime. Or would you want me to orchestrate some kind of grand gesture of getting you on a very public dating TV show and then have that woman crash the show halfway through the season? Man, that's tough. It's a tough choice. I know. It's it's really because on, on the one hand, I could have a genuine connection with a human being, but on the other, I could make a lot of money and become famous. Yeah, I mean, who's actually? Say- I don't know how much you profit from being the Bachelor. I don't it think has you to make be a lot of money from being on the show explicitly, but I know there is a direct monetary benefit from how a lot of these contestants are able to like immediately pivot into influencer. It really and- perpetuates the bullshit intern like. Don't worry, you won't get paid in money, but you'll get plenty of exposure. <laughs> right. And I, like I know back to uh Peter's season, I think Madison and uh Hannah Ann were immediately able to like by the end of the show, they had gone from, you know, a few thousand followers to I think Madison has like one point three million now or something, and Hannah That's Ann bonkers. might have even more, which is yeah, absolutely wild. But uh, so we get Heather Martin on the show now. We get some increasingly unhinged uh, cell phone videos of her quarantining and how she can't wait to meet Matt and how excited she is and just like sticking her head out of a window and calling herself Rapunzel. Uh, one queen, one queen leaves and a princess enters. Apparently, Yikes. can't can't get enough of it. So. We uh, we will watch her career with great interest. I will I will put it that way and figure out what uh, what Heather Martin's all about. Uh, let's see what came next. Was it? I think Katie's date. No, Piper. Katie's date was the very end of the episode. Oh. Yeah. I'm, so. Ask backwards then. Okay. Piper. Yeah, Piper. I don't remember too many details about it. I mean, I've got the run of show here, but. I don't think it's worth going into explicit detail. It wasn't very memorable, in my opinion. Piper got, like, the haunted house date or something. It was a... Fuck. It was an amusement park, dude. Yeah, but it was, like... It was manned by ghosts or something. Dude, I must have zoned out for that, because I do not know what you're talking about. Whatever. Piper and Matt do some words of affirmation, which is apparently hard for Piper. And Matt gives her a rose. And then we get our quarantine... Or we get our COVID band, cross it off your bingo card. They dance to music as the only people who were in an entire show as a full band played in front of them. Dude, wasn't the band called like Temecula Boulevard or some shit like Temecula that? Temecula Road. Road. Have they ever been to Temecula? It's really nothing to write home about. <laughs> I, I have never been to Temecula, so maybe that's the point. Maybe uh based on this uh recap article that i borrow all my opinions from the the song includes a lyric you're the last song on an indie record no one's heard so that's i certainly haven't heard of it really really deep stuff uh all right bowling date yeah that happened Uh, probably the worst possible covid date (laughs) for them to do (laughs) but it did happen we definitely are stealing this this note from the vulture article but how, how, how much time was spent disinfecting all the fucking bowling balls it's like 
just taking pipe cleaners to all the holes. I feel like it's kind of like on the PGA Tour where like the caddy handles like the clubs for the golfer. <laughs> Everyone just had a production assistant assigned to them that just cleaned the ball off for them before each roll. But Grant, are you a good bowler? Yeah, um, I actually was in a bowling league for a few really? years of my childhood. I <laughs> yeah. never knew that about you. Dude, I had like three of my own custom bowling balls. That's the most great. Other, I mean, other than if you said that you drove your own like restored like 1960s Ford to those bowling meets, that's one of the most Grant Pitt things I've ever heard. Oh, I've had my 68 Ford for almost 13 years now, and I've driven it like up and down the street twice in the past year. That's it. <laughs> so uh i i also i was never in a bowling league i had some friends in middle school who that was like our hangout so that we wouldn't do drugs was we would go to bowling um and i'm sure my parent my parents god bless their heart all of those friends lived on the north side of town we all went to the same magnet middle school and i had no conception of lakeland's geography growing up so my parents would drive like 20 minutes to take me to this bowling alley when they were at least two much closer to our home. But I was never a good bowler, but there were some truly terrible bowlers on this week's episode. I believe everyone Abigail, has a gutter ball every yeah. once in a while. Abigail specifically had two pretty clutch gutter balls. Man, I felt so bad for her. Gene. I felt so bad for her. She looked like she was on the verge of tears and not like the bullshit tears of of like what we've seen the crocodile tears. Is that the word yeah, I'm yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. that we've seen in the past? Like hers was genuinely she's like, I just want to spend fucking time with Matt I, and now I have to bowl for his for his time. And it's like, what a what a fucking stupid way to determine like who what women you want to spend more time with to to grow your relationship with to see who can bowl the best. And you could tell it further like weighed her down because she was the last frame to for the team bowling. And I think they had started pretty far behind and they had rallied back. And I think they were only down by like four pins or something. So she could have just granny bolted up the middle and probably gotten like yeah. five or six. And, and you can and tell it, <laughs> she was just she was a shell of a woman after a- that. Absolutely <laughs> gutted. <laughs> Guttered, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely guttered. There you go, Corey. That's the title of the episode. (laughs) I feel, (laughs) I feel like I've said this like every episode. But Abigail, hit me up if you don't make it off the, (laughs) if you don't make it to the end of the show. I will never make you bowl for my affection. (laughs) Abigail definitely falls in the category of people who are too good for this show, but um. So it was the the blue team who won or the blue team? I don't remember. I think it was the pink team won, blue team lost. Yeah. Yeah. So pink team won. And there were a lot of girls on pink team who had already had recently a time for Matt, which I think might have further driven the decision that Matt did ultimately, not at first, but did invite both teams to the the uh post day the the group day part of it so everyone did get to spend a little time with matt and then who ended up getting the rose was it michelle um yes michelle got the group day rose yeah i got the group dates like i 
I think I started to notice this when I very first started like watching a little bit of uh, Pilot Pete season, but like group dates are kind of pointless and stupid in my opinion. I think they're they're. I understand why they do them, and maybe it's just because I've lost track of time. And clearly, even when we started this episode, I lost track of how many people are still on the show. But they don't seem to thin out the show as quickly as you would think. And the fact that they still do group dates and have pretty large group dates this far in uh, does seem a little wild. Um, I think the only other note, I have two notes about uh, Mich- or how the, the group date shook out as far as who got the rose. So Michelle was one of the people who to join on week four or five, whatever it was. And she's had a pretty strong season since joining. She had that she was the one with the hot air balloon date and the, the scavenger hunt date. What was that two weeks ago? Uh, and she got a rose there and now she's getting another group date rose. So uh, Michelle is officially on like my lookout list for the remainder of the season. And then my other note is poor Chelsea because Chelsea got pulled aside. Chelsea was on the losing team, was super excited when they all got invited to join and then chelsea and matt have their little conversation together and matt explicitly tells chelsea that he can see herself or see himself with her which you would think would set someone up to get the rose and then it still goes to michelle not to take anything away from michelle but that was pretty brutal yeah that was that was rough uh i mean it makes sense i don't know it's just like at this point in the show like you've been on long enough that I think obviously Matt does like everyone, but like you gotta you gotta steer the conversations away from that. Yeah, because like if you look at it like as if he were dating each of these women individually, uh, after like week five of dating someone, every single conversation isn't just like. You're cute. I like you. <laughs> it's like you start just hanging out. And and it's weird that, I don't know, to me, that like at this point, it's still like every talk you have is, I think you're cute. Like, I think you're cute. Let's kiss a little bit. And then in reality, you're just not vibing with them. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, be be more open and don't. Don't like bullshit. Like this is where you would have genuine conversations with like them as human beings and really see if you could vibe or not. So I think, I mean, I was telling you last week, they're probably not more than a week and a half into the entire filming of the show. So like it's, it's not a shock or surprise to me that they're still in the courting phase, even if it's like week, you know, seven or eight of the season. Um, the, I told you before the show and, letting our listeners know i got the opportunity to be a part of an interview with uh rachel Lindsay, who's the uh former bachelor contestant was the first african-american bachelorette is still very involved in like bachelor nation in general or was involved talk more about that later she affirmed because i did zero research to back up my own argument that the show goes by quicker than anyone who watches the show would think that when you watch the show there's like this perception of time passing but she keyed us in that production 
for even production for the season where they're like traveling and remember for like pilot Pete season, like after the first, was it six weeks was when they went to uh, Cleveland and then they went to um, forget where it was in like South America, but, or, or Central America, but they do that. And even in those travels, the entire production for the show generally isn't more than like a month and a half. So these, Quarantine seasons are probably done in the span of about a month. That's which insane is wild. Um, so I, it, I, I think you're 100 percent right. Like you would expect if you would date someone for five weeks that you get beyond the courting phase and a little more into like compatibility and comfort. And I think that's probably one of like the, um, I think that might be one of the social pressures for why the, the bachelor contestants or the bachelors don't always end up with their f1s or almost ever end up with their final ones versus the success of the bachelorette um but uh let's uh let's move on let's get into katie and matt's date so matt before the date meets with tyler c again to or not again tyler c has not yet made an appearance but tyler c is one of matt's best friends Tyler C is the reason Matt is on the season to begin with because Matt was not a previous contestant. And Tyler gives Matt some advice, mostly about being a contestant, though, not because Tyler C can't talk about what it's like being The Bachelor, but he tells Matt to give all these women a chance because you never, like, some things just start slower than others. And then he has a date with Katie, which was one of the most cringe dates I've ever seen. <laughs> Not that there was anything really wrong with like their chemistry, although uh, tipping our hat to what comes next. But Grant, do you enjoy like prank humor? Like, do you like Impractical Jack or Jokers? Do you do you like those YouTube videos? I mean, I used to watch punk in middle school like everyone did, but watching those those prank cam style shows now just make me so physically uncomfortable that I, I can't do it. Man, I hate that I started the episode talking about tragedy and <laughs> I'm going to talk about more tragedy. Uh, no. I, I mean, <laughs> I will laugh at some stuff. Like, I would definitely like audibly laughed out loud to some of the stuff with Tyler C because it is funny in like the spur of the moment. But yeah, pranking someone, like, I think it's uncomfortable. Um, and just, like, this, in the past week or two, there was a, a kid in Nashville. Um, oh, yeah, I know exactly what, I know what you're talking about. Considers himself a prankster on YouTube who got himself killed because, haha, funny prank, he walked up to a group of people with a knife and he got shot. <laughs> And it's like, it's like back during those like fucking with people that you don't know is, is we, is weird to me. Yeah. Not to get on a further diatribe, but I remember when all like the, um, the basalt pranks and like the zombie and clown pranks were happening in Florida. And it's like, it's wild that more people didn't die (laughs) or anyone died. (laughs) Yeah. But like nothing. Yeah. Uh, the one kind of disclaimer I will say is that Remy Gaillard, you know who that is, Drew? Why does that name sound familiar? He's the French guy who like went famous on YouTube like 10 years ago, maybe. 
for like he would do the pranks where uh uh like uh stranger rodeo (laughs) so i am laughing it is pretty funny uh where he would just like jump on a stranger's back and see how long he could hold on before those were 10 years ago that i'm sure someone showed me those videos back in high school yeah he's a french dude uh like i don't know man sometimes it's funny but like when you're like i don't know it's cringy for sure like if it happened to me i don't know how i would react Oh, I'm seeing now that one of his top videos is the snail on the someone in a snail costume <laughs> on the highway. That I've was definitely, funny. I've definitely that seen was that funny. one. All right, yeah. so that was funny, but at the same time, like if he were to get run over by a car, you'd have to just go. Well, he was crawling on the fucking highway. Play, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Um, wow, that was quite the, uh, <laughs> quite the. Uh, distract we're talking about the bachelor for a minute we're we're delaying the inevitable and the inevitable is that matt would later inform katie that he does not see themselves as being as far along as he is with some of the other women just completely flying in the face of every piece of advice that he had gotten thus far yeah (laughs) which like man that that sucks for katie again katie's another one that i'm like hit me up sometime you know (laughs) but the part uh, that ma- the part that makes me mad is why would you make someone do that dumb of a date just to send them home? Yeah, it was the date. The date certainly seemed to go well. They were laughing together. They were vibing. Where, but the thing that gets me is like, if this was like the last week of the episode, uh, or whoa, the last week of the season, that would make sense. That like a good date would result in not getting a rose because it needed to be great not just good yeah but this thing was like i just don't think our connection is that strong but like look at some of these other women that are still on the show like i don't know just pick it at random serena c who i have not seen have a genuine moment with that who felt really kind of emboldened and was very like you know smug with herself when they watched katie's bags get taken away but i think it's you know, not that I think Katie had stood up for herself plenty and it's not like she needs really someone to like defend her, or like go to bat. But I think it's it, it's a really lame excuse, I think, and not at all shocking based on Matt kind of seeming be um, conflict averse and not like a super um, a, like, you know, strong personality. But him simply telling Katie that she he does not think that they are as far along as he is with some of the other women on the show. It's like, why haven't you offered that to her before? Like, why is that only now just coming up? Cause when you, y'all got a chance to talk when she was talking to you about like the bullying and stuff. So I don't know. I really, it left a sour taste in my mouth. I still think, and there are some rumors. I know there are some rumors starting to swirl, but I think Katie is pretty much the only person from this season who would be good as a future bachelorette. Um, I still, I think there are plenty of conversations about a um, diversity in the show that I am going to talk further about later in the episode. But I, I do think Katie is probably the only person from this 
year season who is in a good spot to do that. Yeah. Be the, be the bachelorette. They would have to go outside of this season, I think, to find someone if it was not her. Yeah. I, I don't know, again, because I haven't been watching long enough historically, but like when they pick a contestant from an old season to be the bachelor or bachelorette, is it normally a more recent season? I don't think it's always like the season that just happened. I think it's usually, I, it's generally two or three seasons back is when they'll pull someone. Uh, I think Claire was unique in that she had not been on for several years. Tasha had been more recent, but. I mean, Peter was the bachelor almost directly after. No, was um, it was Hannah Ann and then Colton, right? No, I started with Peter is where I started. Yeah, watching. I think Col- I, I don't know necessarily, but I think Peter was announced to be the bachelor as Hannah Ann season. Where, where's where's someone Brown with expertise? What do we need to do to get Kylie to help us out here? Kylie needs to finish. Kylie really wants to be on this season. She's got to finish her bar prep. And then she said she would join us for an episode and she will just be, she will fact check every incorrect statement I've ever said. So be ready for a three hour episode. Come on, Kylie. Seriously. What would you rather do? Be a lawyer or talk about the bachelor? These are, these are good. These are good thoughts. These are good things to think about. Um, all right, I think that brings us to the end of this week's episode, other than they are getting ready for another cocktail party and all the women are freaking out again because they see a new girl and they're like... <laughs> they, <laughs> they see a new girl immediately get stuck in a revolving door. <laughs> who who the bleep is that, yells Piper. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's COVID vector Heather M. <laughs> welcome, Great. welcome. I mean... I drew. I have to. I have to let the people know that you just stole that line I, verbatim from a Vulture article. I didn't but, steal it verbatim, but I guess you did. I, I did yes, steal it. Thanks, Vulture, for your content. It makes our friends happy. Maybe one day we'll be able to come up with our own thoughts. Probably not. Uh, certainly not this season when I'm phoning it in and it's down to just the two of us. Wow. Uh, am, I, am I not enough for you, Noah? <laughs> All right, Grant. I am going to get into some spoilers about the meta world that The Bachelor and Bachelorette exist in and some events of this past week and weeks prior. So this is my warning to you that I am about to spoil, have heavy spoilers for the season. And this is my warning to the listeners that there are going to be spoilers. But I think it is important to talk about the events this week regarding uh one contestant and her former social media posts and then the subsequent reaction uh by our host chris harrison and the reaction of the bachelor nation community at large cool i'm gonna go watch some classic car restoration videos uh but I'll be sitting in the background, so bring me back whenever you need me. Okay, I'm just gonna like finger guns and make like a bunch of like crude motions at the camera, and that will be my key to bring you back in. Godspeed. Great. All right. So once again, this is the this is the last warning. I'm about to talk about the events of this past week or past weeks 
plural and uh, particularly Chris Harrison's interview with Rachel Lindsay on Rachel's extra show. So if you do not want spoilers for the season or if you do not want to know who potentially wins this year's uh, Bachelor, then stop listening now. Come back in, I don't know, like 10 minutes. Probably just go to the end of the episode and back up like five minutes from there. So Rachel Kirkconnell is the presumed winner of this year's season. Uh, and that is corroborated by several leaks with regarding people who uh, follow the show and follow the people within the show, particularly Reality Steve, has been corroborated by other people. So Rachel had social media posts dating back to 2018 when she was an undergrad at Georgia State College, uh, no, Georgia, Georgia College uh, at State University where she was attending their Kappa Alpha Order's Old South Ball. Uh, and for those who might be unfamiliar, Old South is a very antebellum lost cause of the Confederacy-styled uh, South. Uh, Grant and I are both Greek. Grant and I are affiliated with a chapter that has ties to the Confederacy. I want to be fully acknowledged of that, and that is something that um, I have reflected on. But... Kappa Alpha is a organization that considers Robert E. Lee a spiritual founder of their organization. All that to say, Rachel was an attendee of their event, and I knew plenty of people in undergrad at the University of Florida and plenty of people at other organizations who, to them, Old South was one of the best formal opportunities there was to attend, that this was the one and that all the women wanted to go to, to like wear the dresses. It was, it, it's certainly one of the more aesthetic, if that is a term that can be used, formals that happens within the Greek life community. Well, Rachel's photos of her in the antebellum dress at this plantation style ball made their way through Bachelor Nation for the various social media and led to a pretty, um, sizable divide between, I think, more people who follow the show and are not from the South versus people who are more from the Northeast and the West Coast about how you saw a lot of people who are from the South defending that this is a cultural institution. These old South balls are something that Panhellenic women all across the, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, all these like top or these like large schools and even just some of these smaller schools that happen or to be uh, in the Southeast that they want to go to. And you had people from outside the South and Southeast saying, no, these are, this is Confederate iconography. Like this is very problematic. This is very triggering and, and raci uh, racially uh, dividing for people who follow the show. So Rachel had been very quiet, uh, had not released a statement. I do not know if that was tied up in NDA. I think a lot of the pressure for her to speak was based on people's knowledge that she was ultimately going to be the winner of this year's season. Uh, but it increasingly picked up steam to the point that Rachel Lindsay, the former bachelorette who was mentioned previously uh, in this episode, and uh, we've mentioned her before, had Chris Harrison on the show to talk about it and had Chris Harrison talk about the incident and Chris Harrison and, and say, why hasn't Rachel apologized? Like why, why has the show not come out and said anything? So 
there's a video. It's about 13 minutes long, but you really only need to watch the first few minutes to kind of get a sense for how Chris Harrison values or what Chris Harrison values and what importance he puts on the the events of the season and kind of the the racial um the lack of racial sensitivity and the lack of racial progress that the show has made over its nearly 20 years in production. And um, Chris, in response to Rachel's prompting that says, do you think that this is problematic? Tr- rather than like take some kind of even semi-defensible angle of, well, let's wait to see what Rachel has to say, or, you know, I'm just not qualified and knowledgeable of these matters to speak which he truly wasn't based on what he said chris says well are we thinking about this as being problematic from a 2021 lens or a 2018 lens um john who unfortunately has not been joining us for the season had a comment that was like well who are we to judge a 25 year old for the actions they made as a 22 year old uh with absolute tongue-in-cheek bitterness for that is the dumbest take that you could possibly have that that was some that this has not been problematic for the last three years and i think there's no better way no better piece of information at least in my lens as someone who was in greek life and currently works in higher education than to know that kappa alpha order themselves banned the use of old south as a name and banned the use of like more explicit confederate iconography in old south in 2016. the national organization that these members were a part of in which rachel attended their formal had a harder stance on this earlier than Chris Harrison, who was absolutely unqualified to speak on this matter, had. And just when you take this all into account that The Bachelorette only had its first black bachelorette a few years ago with Rachel Lindsay, that Taisha was number two, that Matt James is the first black bachelor in 20 years of this production, and that we are likely going to get another white bachelorette, uh, presuming that it is Katie, just further shows that any kind of lip service that the show is currently giving to its audience and giving to the people who do injustice media, whether it's people like us who do it for fun and to make fun of it or people who like truly enjoy following along and like following these women and seeing what they do after the show it's it's nothing short of disappointing if not outright disgusting um it it is really upsetting i'll be honest i've had thoughts about whether or not we want to continue the show and i don't know that that has as much to do with um you know wanting to take some kind of moral stance it's just like the show clearly doesn't care about what it's telling people in terms of how it how it's seeking to progress and how it's seeking to be reflective uh, of a modern of a modern demographic and the people who compose the show. Um, I work in an all female office. I have all most of my students are female. The Bachelor and Bachelorette have been a wonderful way for me to like connect with those students in a way that um, was not a thing that I would have ever thought I was going to like talk about or be able to um, connect with people when we first started this. And it is really disappointing to see how upset they are, how this show continues to just miss absolute layups when it comes to increasing its racial diversity. 
and to see the host and one of the most um one of the most visible figures of the bachelor nation just have some absolute clown remarks to give um so i wanted to address it just because i didn't think it was fair for us to progress this season and not acknowledge what had happened to not act like this is going to be happening in the background for the next several weeks to come i think ultimately when we get to the final four or the final one more of this will come out i know rachel put out a statement um yesterday acknowledging the acknowledging that what she had or her past is racist acknowledging that by participating this even if she was ignorant of it that her ignorance was racist that the um the bipoc women and men of previous seasons have unified to call on for the show to do better that some of them have very explicitly said that the show needs to move on from chris harrison um that they were very appreciative of chris while they were on the show but nothing no progress can be made unless people are held accountable unless there there are consequences for their actions as much as we joke about that within the context of the show um but i I truly think that if the show is going to be serious about moving forward and bringing a more racially diverse and racially sensitive show to what should ultimately be about love and human connection, then they're going to have to make sizable change. And perhaps that does start with moving on from uh, someone who's been tied to the show since its inception. Um, But that's all I wanted to say. So I'm going to try and signal Grant to come back now. So I'm going to do this live where you're going to hear me uh, making snap sounds and he's coming back and he's coming back and he's coming back. He's coming back. We back. We back. And he's back. We back. All right, Grant. Welcome back. Thanks for indulging me as I uh, wax poetic for uh, 10 minutes. You look very uh, impassioned about whatever you were talking about. <laughs> I can't wait for you to listen to it in like six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just realized that for our lovely listeners at home, how the fuck are they getting noted? cut in and back out or cut out i i told them to because there's no timestamp. i told them to go to the end of the episode and then just go back like five minutes from there (laughs) because i I feel like that would probably be better than uh any if anyone that actually listens to us well first we'll see if anyone actually listens to us second we'll see if they actually care about spoilers or not yeah, I, I assume in the uh, tweet for the episode, we could probably put a message that's like, uh, here, spoilers from blank to blank. But um, all right, Grant, we've approached the end of this week's episode. Let's uh, let's go through our final thoughts. Grant, I do have an initial thought. We so based on Chris's prompting that we're getting close to the finale, I think we are about a month away from the finale. Do you have uh, any favorites at this time? Um, since the beginning, Abigail's been my favorite. That's still the case. Um, I really liked Katie too, but <laughs> she's gone. Rip. Uh, nah, it's really just Abigail. Yeah, I think Abigail, Abigail and Michelle are probably the biggest two that I'm really Oh, yeah, forward. Michelle. Duh. Michelle's just been so, like, uninvolved with all the bullshit over the past two episodes which like actually good for her because the past two episodes have just been a mud wrestling match and it's just man it's just like you're gonna get dragged into it yourself if you don't stay far away absolutely uh next question anything you're looking forward to next week um 
I I am genuinely excited to see what what happens with Heather. <laughs> I feel like they're yeah. I just I'm excited to watch them like eat her alive. Yeah, or, or especially something. considering the fact that like half of this season, as it seems like, has just been like a shit show revolving around the fact that new girls were brought in after the initial like introduction. Heather's just man. Well, I will say maybe she won't get eaten alive because the the girls that were the biggest bullies towards the new girls have pretty much been taken care of yeah i don't know i mean serena c seems and like serena c see. wasn't even involved in that like varsity jv drama i think she, she just wasn't. saw it she, she just saw a power void and she just stepped up into it yeah yeah but she she made the possible mistake of aligning herself with the the take that it's bad that these girls were kicked off for being bullies yeah yeah so we'll see, see that. where that goes so i guess there's two things i'm excited for heather and whatever happens with serena c because there's no way this is just going to get swept under the rug like oh yeah she casually had a screaming match with katie right before katie got kicked off no that that all sounds about right and i would assume if we're having a cocktail party we'll probably have a rose ceremony again to start next week's episode um and then I would really like to get out of group dates pretty soon, but it seems like we're destined to get like one or two more of them just because if we're if we're presumably a month away from the show ending, then I think we got to start making some serious cuts to the cast in the next like two weeks Um, because we that would mean theoretically that hometowns would be in two weeks and then the fantasy suites would be a three and then the finale would be, Oh, I'm fully discounting that we will probably get one, if not two weeks that have, uh, two episodes, which, uh, okay. Yeah. That's definitely coming up. Uh, all right, Grant, any final thoughts? Just be nice to each other. Be nice to each other. <laughs> Don't and, uh, do like these girls have been doing. Some of these girls have been doing. Yeah, everyone. We're in the we're in the home stretch of a. I mean, I don't even know even more. I feel like we've been staying in the home stretch for a while, but very encouraged by the uh, um, vaccine news. So everyone just like stay inside a little longer. Be nice to each other. It's been a tough year for everyone already, and uh, be nice to yourselves. But amen. Folks, I think that's going to do it for us on another episode of Some of the Guys Talk The Bachelor. I've been your host, Drew Baker. With me has been Grant Pitt. As always, we promise to do better next week. If you have a question for the show, please tweet at us, send us an email, send us a text, and we'd be happy to address it. We'd love to do a mailbag episode one day. Maybe we do that in the the meta episode at the end of the season, but I think in order to do a mailbag, we probably need to have fans. (laughs) So, yeah. Take a bunch of mail from our moms. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You're out there.